Hey, my name is Chelsea and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram at Chelsea N Coaching to learn more. Okay, let's get to this week's episode. Hi, everyone. As you may know, one of the goals of this podcast is to introduce you to entrepreneurs who have unique journeys and stories to tell and actionable advice that you can use to personalize your time management and productivity systems. And that's why I'm so excited today to introduce you to Lisa Winvolt. Lisa is a certified YEC coach who loves being married to her army chaplain husband, hello fellow mill spouse, of 20 years, and raising her four homeschooled kiddos who range in age from 15 to eight years old. Lisa is extreme extrovert type seven, loves traveling, hanging out with friends and family and the beach, and a good book is her happy place. She is passionate about serving and connecting women into community and helping them to understand their personalities so they can learn to live with their strengths, communicate with more grace for themselves and patience with others. So thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today. And I'm so excited to learn more from you today. I'm so excited to be here, friend. So I know I mentioned a bit in your bio, but I'd love to hear in your own words how you were inspired to start your business and what your business does. Yeah, I would love to share. So I started this journey coaching almost two years ago, and I found the Enneagram through my health coach. I hadn't been exposed before at all, and I loved immediately, I've always loved personality tests, but I loved how in-depth the Enneagram seemed to be and how it perfectly described who I am at my core. And so a couple of years ago, I heard a, a training from my coach, who is Beth McCord, your Enneagram coach, and she trains other coaches. And I thought, you know what, this is exactly what I've been looking for in order to help women and couples. My husband is a chaplain, and so he would often ask me to help with counseling couples or with teenage girls. And I was like, babe, besides loving people, I have no tools to give them. So why would they want to listen to me? And so now I have this beautiful resource to help people to understand why they think and feel and behave the way they do and how it's often very opposite of their spouse or loved ones or people in their home. And so understanding that can help us to, again, just to give ourselves more understanding and then the people around us. So that is how I began really with a passion just to help military spouses because this world is hard. Military life is even harder. And and then it's just branched into helping coach women and business owners as well. Wow, I love that. And I'm I also love personality tests. I like to try to guess what people's Myers-Briggs type is after getting to know them a little bit. What makes the Enneagram different than some of those other personality tests? Yeah, it's it's completely different. I just heard two of the, the famous, famous coaches that are alive still are Suzanne Seville and Ian Cron, and they wrote The Road Back to You, and I just heard them on a podcast. And how they describe the Enneagram is that it's a tool that is fluid. Our personalities are fluid and constantly changing from just you know hour to hour, right? We can go from being in health, and then something happens, and we're in our stress path and not looking so good anymore. And the Enneagram is a tool that's going to help you to understand 
all of why your behavior looks the way you do. So we're looking at your core motivations and really who you are at your at your core. So again, the core motivations is real quickly are your core fear, core desire, core weakness, and a core longing. And what's contrary to the other personality tests that are out there is they are looking at, like, for example, the Myers-Briggs are looking at your outward behaviors. Mm -hmm. And so with that, they're typing you into this personality type. And then it's just kind of like, here you are, I'm an ESTJ. Now the world has to deal with me. Whereas with the Enneagram, we are discovering our core type so that we can grow and learn and see what we look like in health and what we look like in our unhealth and then make changes to actually grow rather than just saying, deal with me, everybody. I'm a seven. So the world revolves around me. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that too. Where the Myers-Briggs can be helpful is if you know that about someone else, you can potentially adjust accordingly, right? But this is really a personal tool that you can use and be thoughtful about as you're approaching different situations or approaching others. So I love that. And I know there are nine types and I know you can go super in depth, but I was hoping you could just give me like a few descriptor words for each of the types or just walk us through to get everybody on the same page. Yes, I would love to do that. So there are nine core types. The first one is the reformer type one. And this is very just stereotypical of each type and pretty much each type kind of average to unhealthy. So the type one, they are amazing at, at order and knowing what is right and wrong. They have a strong desire to do what is right. They want to avoid evil or doing things wrong. They are very accurate in their systems. They want to be seen as being good. And they often struggle without knowing it with anger and just kind of want to repress their anger so they mm -hmm. can see all the the things that are wrong in their environment with themselves first and then with those around them. And so their anger just kind of seeps out as dissatisfaction with the world. And because they're trying to make everything perfect. So that's type ones in a nutshell. Our type twos are the supportive advisor and they are so amazing at helping meet people's needs. They love to give and to serve. They want to be appreciated and loved and wanted. And their struggle is with pride. And so they often see what people need before even the people see it themselves and will go out of their way to, to serve people even without being asked. So they kind of insert themselves into people's lives again when they're average to unhealthy and want to meet their needs and then have this kind of reverse pride of saying like, I don't have any needs. I just am here to serve the world and I need nothing, which is obviously not true. And why our type twos often will burn out because they're just giving and giving without having healthy boundaries. So our type three is the next one and they are successful achievers. They are amazing at knowing exactly what they need to do in order to be successful in any situation really. So they are kind of chameleons. They can blend in and be successful in, in many different types of environments and groups. They do not want to be seen as incompetent or inefficient. They want to be admired and want to be seen as successful. And they kind of, because of this ability to blend in and fit in with any group, they struggle with deceit and that they often present themselves in a certain way that isn't actually who they really are. And sometimes they even forget who they are because they're so used to blending in. And they just really want to be loved simply for who they are 
And that's kind of their struggle is not having to always pursue success. Our type, our type fours are next and our type fours are the romantic individualists. They are the ones who make the world more beautiful. They're often our artists and musicians. They struggle with not wanting to look like everybody else. They don't want to be plain or mundane. They want to be unique and special and authentic. They really want to be seen for who they are and loved for who they are. And they struggle with envy. They see the world around them and are always comparing themselves to others and seeing how people have all these things and they lack in those areas. And so that is what they struggle with is just trying to feel like they have all the qualities that they long for that they see in other. Our type five is next and they are the investigative thinkers. They are amazing researchers are usually our professors and they love to read. They have the least amount of energy of any of the other Enneagram types. So they go to sleep at night and wake up with maybe 50 to 70% of their battery recharge where most of us are like 90 to hundred. So they're constantly trying to conserve their energy. And because of that, it's often difficult for them in relationships because there's only so much of themselves they can give without feeling like they're going to just have nothing left. They want to be seen as capable and competent, and they do not want to be thought of as ever as being ignorant or never want to lose all of their energy. So again, they're just trying to conserve that in order to survive in this crazy world. Interesting. Next is our loyal guardians, type six. They are, again, with like their name says, they're super loyal. They're often fun and witty. They want to be secure and they want to have support around them. They are the most anxious of all the types. And so what they struggle with is just seeing all the possible worst case scenarios around them and trying to prevent those. And so they will have a really strong inner committee committee that they're constantly listening to. And then they also usually will have an outer committee of trusted people that they can bring their, their problems to and say, what do you think about this before they make decisions? So their goal is to become healthy enough where they can just make decisions without having to go through this, you know, inner struggle and then having other people that they have to talk to before they can just be like, you know what, I trust myself. I'm going to do this and, and be okay. And they really want to just be safe and secure in this. Our type sevens, which is me, the entertaining optimist, we struggle with FOMO. So fear of missing out. <laughs> we don't want to be trapped in emotional pain or limited or bored. We want to be able to live our life to the fullest and not have anybody hold us back from that. So our, our struggle is with gluttony and just wanting an excess in all areas of life. And so my coach describes sevens as having a bucket. We all go around life with a bucket full of water, but the sevens, their bucket is full of holes. And so no matter what they put in there, it's just going to keep on spilling out and they're going to need to put in more. So this is again, average to unhealthy. Hopefully type sevens will learn to be satisfied with themselves <laughs> and not have to fill themselves up with all the things their whole life. But that's us in a nutshell. Our type eights are the protective challengers. They have a really strong desire for justice. So they love serving people, helping people, protecting the innocent. They will usually be the people who throughout their life, people will tell them, you just need to 
to tone it down a bit. You're a little too intense right now, especially women. Like you just need to soften yourself a bit. They do not want to be seen as powerless. They don't want to be manipulated. They don't want to be controlled. And it's not necessarily that they want to control other people. They just don't want to ever be controlled. So they have this constant intensity and desire to change the world and to go out there and do amazing things. And so an example of a type eight, a healthy one is Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. out there plowing the world for justice. And then our type nine finally is the peaceful mediator. They do not want conflict. They will avoid it at all costs. (laughs) Their catchphrase in life is they want to go along to get along. They really are striving for inner stability and peace of mind. Their struggle is often with sloth. So what that means is they will just basically go to sleep to their own desires and their world in order to protect that peace with the people around themselves. They don't want to disturb any of their anger and they often will just fall asleep to their passions and blend in with other people so that they can keep that peace. And that's again, average to unhealthy. When they're healthy, they realize their voice matters and they're here to do something amazing in this world and they will go out there and do it. So that is all nine types in a really fast nutshell. That was amazing. It was so, that was so good. I was writing, writing them all down. And also, you know, it's, it's so awesome to hear all those different words and and kind of how you describe the ranges. And I am definitely a three and, you know, I've resonated strongly with that type and but there are, just to kind of go a little bit more in depth, because you can have wings too, right? So other types that, well, why don't you tell me a little bit more about what the <laughs> okay. wings do? So again, the Enneagram is a really in-depth personality tool. So just describing the core nine types, is kind of the tip of the iceberg. And so as we add more understanding to each of the personality types, it just goes deeper into this iceberg. So the wings we have with the Enneagram, there's a nine picture diagram of the types around like a circle and your wings are the numbers that are right next to you on the circle so for example if you're type nine your only possible wings are the numbers right next to you which is a one and an eight and what the wings do is they just add flavor to your personality so just imagine like with coffee some of us like a lot of creamer some of us like a lot of sugar some of us like nothing and just plain black hot bean water which I think is weird (laughs) that's how the wings are so we each have access to the numbers next to us we can use that cream and the sugar and we can use them equally most personalities will use one stronger than the other so just like our coffee some of us like a lot of cream and barely sugar And so the idea is that with the Enneagram, we're just trying to find balance in our life. And so those numbers are just giving us more tools to pull from and more strengths. And then also on the downside, more weaknesses Mm -hmm. that we're going to encounter when we're not in our healthiest path. So that is the, just a really quick overview of the wings. And if you have questions, then reach out to me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for, for clarifying that. It's really helpful. And I just pulled up, I was just looking at my results around the, the corner. So I was just fun to see as you were, again, as you were explaining them through. So thank you so much for that. So given we trying to make productivity as personalized as possible, what are some different ways that people can use their Enneagram type as either a way to recognize a strength that they have or potentially overcome a particular weakness in terms of making sure that they are scheduling things appropriately or setting up their day to better manage their time and and get some things done. 
I love that question. The Enneagram can help with both. It's going to help you to understand your strengths, and it's also going to reveal those weaknesses and areas where you're going to need help or you're going to need to just learn some new tools and skills. So I'll just go through each of the types really quickly again and just do a, a general overview of how they can help with productivity. So our type ones are gifted and talented at making lists and at follow through and at being super productive. They are not the ones who need help. They're the ones that we should all be reaching out to (laughs) to say, hey, my brain's a little scattered. I don't know where to start. What would you recommend? That ones are who you should go to. They love lists. They are hard workers. They struggle with letting go of the control and the lists and letting somebody else and trusting that somebody else can do things as well as they can. My husband's a type one. And so I always say to him, just because it's Jonas's way doesn't mean it's the right way. And he will literally say, yes, it does. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. So just understanding that is helpful, right? Yeah, so there's some absolutely. things where I, I can default to him and say, oh yeah, for sure. This is the best way, but there's other things in life where I'm like, no, we can be flexible and do things differently. So with type ones, I would encourage you, if you know you're one, to plan in times for relaxing and to plan in times to just let go and go into your seven path, which is one of the paths that ones go to in health and in stress. So going into that seven path, letting go, enjoying your family and your people and just having fun. All right. Next is our type twos. And they are, again, really good at helping people at meeting people's needs. And so with our type twos, they need to, in order to be productive, set boundaries and have boundaries that are in place where they know who they're going to help or not help that day. Of course, things always come up, especially if you're a military spouse like we Mm -hmm. are. Things are going to come up and you're going to need to, as a type two, understand what's a priority for that day and what you can just let go of so that you can step in and help the mama who needs a babysitter at the last minute or whatever it is. So twos will need to, I would encourage them to write down their top three daily goals schedule those in and our twos are also people who need to schedule in time for themselves to rest and recharge because they're constantly giving if they don't have healthy boundaries that's so helpful yeah our type threes for productivity also gifted and talented in productivity they need no lessons from a type seven (laughs) they are incredible at making lists and knowing what needs to be done at keeping a schedule. They're often coaches. And so I encourage you, if you're struggling, reach out to a type three like Chelsea. She can probably help you figure out your schedule. So our type threes, because they are so driven for success, they are the ones that in order to be productive, need to be focusing on their resting and their recharging and scheduling in time with their families. Encourage them, take vacations and leave everything at home if you're able to with your business. Focus on your family and then focus on recharging for yourself so that you're not in this constant, you know, hamster wheel of going after all your dreams and goals. Yeah, absolutely. That resonates very strongly with with my type. Our type fours, they are great at procrastinating, (laughs) especially if they're not in the mood. Fours love to be in their emotions and they love to be even in dark emotions and just feel all the feelings. So I encourage our fours when you're not super emotional, when you're feeling happy and content, that's when you should do all your planning. That's when you should 
go after the things that need to be done that are um, important and then things that you really want to do that you can't do when you don't have that emotional energy. I also mm -hmm. encourage fours to get outside, to stay in touch with your body rather than just staying in your, you know, in your home or in your room and sitting in, in all the feelings and living your best life. Get outside. Our type fives, they are also very, they're in the head triad. So they're very good at making lists and accomplishing goals and knowing what needs to be done. However, again, they struggle with managing their energy. So it's really important for type fives to be in touch with how much of their battery is left at each day. And then to make that known to the people that they are either working with or people in their home so that things aren't placed on their plate and they don't feel even more overwhelmed. So mm -hmm. I encourage people who who know or work with a five or have a five in their home to be respectful of that energy and lack of it and to say, hey, I need this done. Do you have the margin or the space to do this? And if not, when do you think you can do it? And just be open. Don't place things last minute on a tight five's plate. They will just be super overwhelmed and not happy. I also encourage fives. They need to get outside and get in touch with their bodies. There's so much in their head that they need to, again, find that balance that the Enneagram brings and move their body and connect with the world rather than just being in their internal world of their thoughts and all the things that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Our type six, they, again, are, are think in the thinking triad also. They're overthinkers and they can often be anxious. So for them to be productive, they need to make a list and they need to prioritize that list of what's the most important, what can I let go of today? Their list is probably going to be longer than other people's and that's okay, but just encouraging them to prioritize and be okay that when everything is not accomplished, learn to trust their instincts and sometimes go with the flow is important for a six and to let go of that need for control again, because of their, their anxiousness and wanting everything to go right all of the time they often want to control. And so letting go of that is going to help them to just live a happier life. Our types, our type sevens are typically known as having monkey minds. Our minds are super active, always going, always planning, always thinking of the next adventure or the next big thing we can do. And so for sevens, super helpful tool is to brain dump once a week, sit down, make sure you do it, like schedule a time with yourself and don't break that date and just dump all the things that you're thinking of. I often just keep a sticky notes on my desk so that if I'm in a meeting or something's happening, I can just make notes of what's going on in here because if you don't, you'll forget and then that will drive you nuts as well. For sevens, I encourage you set one goal, friend, one goal at a time <laughs> and stick to it and don't break that, that promise to yourself and accomplish that goal before you move on to the next one. Sevens are amazing at starting things and not finishing. So keep that with yourself. And then for sevens, I encourage you to keep both written and digital calendars and lists because whenever our thoughts happen, you're going to need to be able to write it down. So I have yep. my written calendar at home. I have my digital on my phone. It's everywhere. And then our sevens could definitely benefit from a personal assistant in order to be productive. Reach out to a one or a three. <laughs> They'll be happy to help you. And then our type eights, they have the most amount of energy of any other type. And so they are constantly 
moving and shaking and changing the world. They, again, don't want to be controlled by others, though so they're going to be doing everything on their own usually. So first eights, they're going to benefit from being able to bring in a trusted team. Eights are really good at being loyal also. So once they have a team, they're going to trust them and be able to rely on them. And they're going to benefit from also scheduling in fun, from realizing it's time to take a break from changing the world and fighting for justice. Let's just enjoy my people. Eights have a five path. So they do eventually crash. If they give and give and give, they're going to go into that five path where they have no more energy and they're going to end up on the couch binging mm -hmm. Netflix for days. So being aware of that is helpful for an eight. Mm -hmm. And then our, our type nines for productivity, they also have a very limited amount of energy because everything that's not peaceful stresses them out and just consumes their energy. So they will benefit from having people come alongside them and helping them to plan, helping them to organize. They are also just kind of, when things pile up, they just let them pile up. If they're, one area of their life is kind of feeling out of control, the others will, will follow. So having somebody to help them to organize, to attain small goals, I would say set small attainable goals, nines, and, and just be proud of yourself for doing something small go through part of the mail today because my sister's a nine. So her mail is stacked up like two <laughs> feet tall. I'm like, just go through like five pieces, sister, or just sort it today. You don't have to do all of it. I think nines are kind of all or nothing people. So realizing you can just do something small and that'll be okay. They benefit from learning to manage their own peace and expectations and then realizing that their opinions matter. So that is how I would encourage all the types with productivity and working on health. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And it was so, it was really interesting to, as you walked through it, to think about even some of the clients that I've had and how without necessarily, you know, and, and now I can think about, oh, they must've been this, this type because this piece of advice really resonated with them and was something that they were able to see some success in. So I think even as, as a coach, this is something that I can keep in my, my toolkit as I work with different people to just try some of these different techniques and see what works and what doesn't, because we want to make this personal, right? Not everything is going to yep. work for everybody. And I love what you said about having a written and a, and a digital list on you, right? Like that's, that's a brilliant yep. idea. And I'm all about the, the brain dump too, because I think that can just be really, really helpful. That's, that's awesome. So thank you so much for walking us through that. I'd love to look a little bit kind of behind the scenes in your world and in your life and how you use your type to schedule your day. But as an entrepreneur, as a mom, as a military spouse, how do you structure your day? That's a fun question. So <laughs> again, it's super important to understand your personality type. This is why my health coach actually had me take the Enneagram test so that she could understand how to coach me and how and what my strengths and weaknesses are. Sevens are terrible at keeping schedules. And so for the life of her, she couldn't figure out why I wouldn't wake up every morning at seven and work out and do all my things. And I'm like, no, no, that I would rather die a slow, painful death than keep a schedule every day and wake up at seven. So you have to understand, friend, what your strengths are, first of yeah. all, and what your weaknesses are in order to make your schedule. So my schedule is going to sound atrocious to a type <laughs> one or a type three or an eight. Like half of the types are going to be like, that's the worst schedule I've ever heard of. And it's going to give you a headache. So I can tell you my schedule, but 
it's going to freak half of you out. So understanding again, you have to do what works for yeah, you. And that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's life, right? Yep. You have to do what works for you and you have to do what works for your family and mm-hmm. your people and whoever you're in charge of. So I'm a homeschool mom of four kids. My biggest priority in life, I am an Enneagram coach. I'm in ministry. I do all these other things. I help my husband with ministry, but my first priority is my homeschooling my kids. And so you have to understand what's your first priority and whatever that is, I would encourage you do that first. So I wake up, I spend time by myself because uh, as a mom of four kids, I need time by myself. We all do Mm -hmm. So schedule that in. If you're a mama, please, I do that in the morning just so that my day starts off. Right. I am not a morning person. I'm a super night owl. So a lot of times I'll wake up when I wake up, depending on what we have to do that day. If we have to do a bunch of things, then I'll set an alarm and wake up around eight-ish, maybe nine at the latest. After nine, I just feel like I'm wasting my day. So I set time for gratitude, prayer, coffee, and then we get started with our day. And after that, after I've homeschooled my kids, then is when I fit in all the things that Lisa wants to do. So coaching clients, running my business, all the errands and things like that that need to be done as a parent. I would encourage you also, if you're a mama, teach your children how to do chores and how to do things around the house. You should not be the one woman person doing everything. So we do all the chores and all those things after homeschooling so that I'm not having to do it all by myself because there's four capable hands that can help. Yeah, um, so, and then I, on the weekends, I, it's all fun. I have no schedule. I do whatever I want and I let it be whatever happens. People call me up and want to do things. I'm for sure game. So if you're looking for friends, find a type seven, you can call her at the <laughs> last minute and she will definitely be your person to do anything you want. Oh, I love that. That's great. And I I think you're exactly right. I mean, that's, it it has to work for you. And so there's no, there's no prescription that I give to clients that I'm working with because everybody has different circumstances, different goals, different challenges that they may face. And so uh, I was really frustrated by some of that advice. That's like, okay, we'll just block your calendar every day from this time to this time and put your phone in a drawer and you know shut out the world's works like that's that's not realistic for people who don't have or who have kids with kids you can't do that if you have a you know partner who is out doing stuff I mean my husband's a police officer I never want my phone out of reach just in case of emergency like so so I really appreciate that you have this flexible schedule and still find opportunities to work on your business and take care of your family. So that's, that's great. I'm glad that you found something that works for you. Thanks. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this, but one of the things I always like to ask about is looking at where flexibility shows up in your schedule. So what you do when you do have to pivot, which sounds like it may not be a huge challenge. For you. It's not a struggle. For it's not a struggle. Nope. For you. <laughs> it's just ready to go. So maybe after the pivot, then how do you readjust and get back into whatever you were working on or what you wanted to get done that day? Yeah. So again, different personalities. I encourage, I feel like most personality types do not have this gift of flexibility and being mm-hmm. adaptable like type sevens do. Like we're gifted and talented at it. So I encourage all my mama friends and, and people around me and clients who aren't flexible like that to say like, again, set the one thing or the two yeah. things that you have to do that day for yourself, for your family, for your business, whatever it may be. And then if things come into your life that 
that are important, you can adapt and change and do those and then come back to your list tomorrow. Your list is always going to be there. It's never going to go away. My personal priority in life is people. So I always tell my husband like, yeah, no, I didn't organize the pantry today because Chelsea down the street needed help. So I went and helped her because that's more important to me. So you have to understand for yourself, what are your personal priorities? What are your priorities with your family? And then once you know that, then you can bring in that freedom to be flexible and adaptable. And I encourage most of you personalities to, to try to do that, to not be so black and white and stick to your list because I personally feel like there's so much freedom in being able to change and realize like, oh, I can, I can set this aside for today as long as I've met my goals or, you know, worked my nine to five, whatever. And I can, I can do this and the world will be okay. And then I can come back to it. So having those lists is super important for, I would say every personality type, because then, you know, what do I go back to once I've, I've, I've pivoted, I know where I I need to return to. Yeah. And I, I love when you said that, because it's, I like to coach people on the, we put the structure in place because not that you have to stick to the structure, but because it just lets you easily get back into it when something comes up and it allows you to be pulled away when something comes up or even if that's something fun, right? Even if you get that spontaneous text to say, hey, let's go grab coffee, right? You know what you have to come back to because you understand what your goals are for the day or, or overall. So that's great. I have a couple rapid fire questions for you. And then I want to make sure that you have time to share where everybody can find you and get more information and, and learn all about your work. So first rapid fire question, you already kind of answered this, but are you a morning person or a night person? I am a night owl. I have to stay up after all of my family and watch all the shows and now read on my Kindle and do all the things in peace and quiet and then do the things in the next day. Yeah, I've always been a night owl. Same, same. I'm begrudgingly starting to wake up (laughs) earlier because it's so hot here that if I want to work out or anything, it has to be in the morning. So yes, night owl all the way. Paper and pen or all digital. I love pens. I'm a former teacher as well. So I love all the colored pens. I just bought myself scented flare pens, which are game changers. You all need those. I definitely love pen and paper. I love being able to make things pretty and writing things down. But for my monkey brain, again, I need the digital to go with me. So that's why I do digital. Yeah, that's great. And what's your favorite way to relax? The way to relax is definitely at the beach with friends around me and just relaxing but that I live in Texas like in the country so a daily way to relax (laughs) would be just to listen to good music have a little dance party with my kids in the kitchen and at the end of the night I my new favorite thing is reading on my kindle reading all the romantic fiction books that I can find yeah oh I love that (laughs) I love your I love your recommendations on Instagram too. <laughs> I always, you. I always put them on my Goodreads because it's, it's nice to have a, a good stack of books to be read. So where can folks find you? What's the best way for them to, to get in touch and learn more? The easiest place to find me is on Instagram. So just Lisa Winbolt and it's Win and then I'm going to bolt. And Chelsea has all of the notes where you can yes. find me. I have a website. It's lisa dash sideways-winbolt.com and then you can find out all about my coaching services and tons of freebies for you my favorite Enneagram test because that's what people always ask me is where do you get started I would encourage you to actually watch my free video training on the centers of intelligence which is going to help you to group 
the nine types into three categories and start there and then you'll take a free test and then you'll talk to me and I'd love to help you because this Enneagram business is it's complicated but once you understand who you are it can be so simple and so free Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. And absolutely. Everything will be linked in the show notes. So you can have it right at your fingertips and I'll be sure to share all your information on my Instagram as well. So thank you so much, Lisa. Any last thoughts or anything you want to share before we say goodbye? My last thought for the Enneagram is just, I'm going to share one rule is don't try to type the people in your life, your friends and family and your spouse, because we want to do that. We want to figure everybody out, but believe me, you will put them in the wrong number. And it, the idea is not to limit people with this beautiful tool. It's to help to bring freedom and to bring balance so that we can understand ourselves and understand how everybody else around us is operating very differently. Oh, that's, that's really good advice because that's exactly what my brain wanted to do. So appreciate, <laughs> yeah. appreciate that insight. So thank you so much. It was so wonderful to talk to you and I look forward to following along. Thank you for having me, friend. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelm to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. Talk to you soon.